Previously on Whose Dice Are These Anyway? Box right, of Feathers still here. And... It sure is. <laughs> uh, cool. Check it real quick just in case. Anything underneath the feathers? Yeah, there is. Uh, there are a few props and just like pieces of costume and stuff. One of them you find is a little obsidian mirror. It's oh. almost like a medallion. Yep, yeah, there's a closure and a note like always on the table. <laughs> All right, eat it up, and then check my attire oh. for tomorrow. Oh, uh, before that though, as you lift uh, the cloche up, give me a sanity check as Alice's severed head is what is under the cloche. Oh my god! There is anything weird about the note? As, as you unfold the note and read it, it says, "Where is my movie?" What the fuck? You're directly under this statue of this Aztec god. You look up at that obsidian mirror, and he looks up at it too and offers your heart up. And again, you're still conscious somehow, despite the fact that your heart is no longer in your chest. And you see something in that mirror. Something is moving behind it. And you can't get a good grasp on what exactly you're seeing, but there is something coming for that heart. And just as you feel like it's about to materialize and you're going to be able to see what you're looking at, like something coming out of the depths of dark water. Bring, 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 bring. You wake up, your phone's ringing. (laughs) God damn it. Give me a sanity check. Ugh, this stuff is all over my hands. The paper mache isn't worth it. Oh. Oh, hi there. I'm just finishing up this mask project. Uh, It's for the party tonight, but it's not going terribly well. Uh, My hands are kind of covered in in this paste. I I can't really get to my book. Would you mind terribly if you just, you know, got onto the episode without that little scene? Go on. Go. It's okay. Welcome to Whose Dice Are These Anyway, an actual play podcast where the stories are made up and the rules barely matter. I'm Patrick. I'm Weston. I'm Mason. And I'm Matt. And this is Whose Dice Are These Anyway. Welcome back. Last week got a little crazy. (laughs) Sure did. Only one point of crazy, though. That's true. Only one point of sanity loss because of uh, some very good rolls. Mm-hmm. Multiple critical successes, which weren't about the sanity, but still impressive in general. So I feel like you guys are pros now and I can really just start throwing everything at you. So That sounds well, right. Fuck. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, I think you guys left off in the office and I think you wanted to call Martin Rocco, which I'm just reminding you. Maybe you've changed your mind in the week since we've played, but if that's still what you want to do, that's still on the table. No, that is definitely the so. case. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we're going to skip the operator and go straight to him picking up his phone. Yeah, I think I've got his number anyway. Um, but, okay, so before we start, I when I was talking to the police did they give me like a copy of the police report or can i have like the police report number that they took sure so i can reference it okay all right calling martin rocco okay uh you call him and he picks up hey uh this is martin rocco how can i help you (laughs) martin rocco this is george fellows oh george from the law firm no i yeah i know who you are Did you hear about what happened at my place last night? No, something happened. I just got in. There was a murder of my live-in servant. And you think it's related to all this other shit? I don't know. Probably. That's crazy, man. Who's the the detective on it? uh, I read him off 
details from my copy of the police report. Okay, you can hear him scratching down notes. He's mm-hmm. like, okay, I'll get in touch with them, see what they're... Uh, see what they're thinking. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's it's as vague as any of the other stuff that's happened. I don't know how it's going to connect, like, you know, in terms of real-world evidence or anything like that, but I feel like it's just something that you need to know about. Okay. And has anything else weird happened with you? How about that new, the guy who took over? Uh, Mark Smith. Mark Smith, who investigated uh, Nat Gleason's house. He's like, I'm looking at him right now. He's at his desk. He's okay. Whew, okay. Well, okay. I'll, I mean, I'll update you if we have any more weird details or if I need your help with anything. And then, of course, with regards to the case, you let me know if you guys need anything. Sure, sure, sure. He kind of presses you a little bit. Is there anything that... Well, do you think it's related, or do you not think it's related to Guy and the missing film and any of this other stuff? It Well, it is related. The, they left a note that said, where's my movie? Oh, okay, yeah. He jots that down. He's like, <laughs> that feels like it really connects those dots. Yeah, sorry. Okay, yeah, I'll look into it, I'll let you know, and I will uh, reach out if I feel like I'm missing any pieces, or you might have something that could help me figure this out, but this has been a big help, and uh, I do think this, yeah, this all feels really connected, and, you know, I'll, I'll let this detective that's got your case follow his leads without biasing him, but I'll try to keep an eye on some bigger picture connections on my end. Oh, and hey, real quick, we're going to a party tonight. Uh, <laughs> I'm not inviting him. But, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the camera like, gets close up on Martin Rocco's face. He kind of looks at the phone weird. Like, is this guy about to ask me to go to a party? No, we're going to okay. a party tonight uh, related to getting some of the values and appraisals done on, on Joseph Guy's estate in this movie that's missing and all that. But... The other people we've interviewed have made it led us to believe that this guy is kind of a gangster and could be trouble. So, I mean, if we go missing after tonight or something, then we're going to, uh, what's his name? Fuck, hold on. <laughs> Pull up the invitation. Howard Bartos, I think. We're going to Howard Bartos's party. Okay, he writes down Howard he's, Bartos. He's, he's low-key he's low dating Grace Buckley, the film, what? film no actor. What? <laughs> Wild, right? You heard it here first. Okay. You're serious? Yeah, yeah. That's what uh, this this uh, costume lady over at Paramount told us. That's wild. Yes. But just in case, you know. Hopefully nothing weird happens anymore. Okay. That's well, super uh... likely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Mason and Patrick are like, yeah, fucking everything weird is still gonna happen. Okay. Uh all right. And he hangs up. Bye. Just kidding. <laughs> okay. Uh you're off the phone with him. What would you like to do now? Alright, what is it? Lunchtime already? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> um There's gotta be some way we could find out about this Robert Gardner. Oh yeah. It is daytime now, so maybe we can uh what should we do? Who could we call? I don't really know. Hold on. Go through my notes. We can call Jacob Brown and see if he has Robert Garner's number or address. Yeah, we could. He was really cooperative. Yeah, he was super chill. Alright, let me call him up. Okay. Uh, ring, 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 ring. He answers his phone. Hello? Hello, Jacob Brown. This is uh, George Fellows. I visited you the other day with Errol uh, with regards to some questions about the uh, Joseph Gee film. Uh, we're the ones taking care of his will. Oh, right. Yes, of course. Uh, how are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I, I just wanted to thank you again for your help. And I wanted to ask if you could provide us a uh, an address or a phone number for Robert Garner. We wanted to ask him a few questions as well. And uh, I can't seem to find the information that we had on him. Uh, I don't think 
I think he gave an address to the, you know, to somebody, but I think I'm pretty sure it's fake. I, I think he's living in a Hooverville on the outskirts of town. I think he's oh pretty destitute. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, that's unfortunate for him. Yeah, I mean, it's hard times for everybody. Uh, I think he was a little embarrassed about it. I didn't mean to, you know, I found out kind of by accident, but I think he was kind of putting on airs to pretend like he was a, not a big weight, but just not in as dire straits as he was. Sure, sure. Okay. Well, thank you for that info. Uh, yeah, no problem. All right. I hang up the phone. Okay. And I'm like, Errol, have you ever heard of Hooverville? Hooverville? <laughs> yeah. No, I don't think so. He, he says he's in Hooverville. I never heard of it. Poor town. Both of you <laughs> would be aware in this time period that Hooverville's are shanty towns. Yeah. This would be common slang that you. Would <laughs> yeah. Okay. Ah, uh, so we're gonna. So he's if he's living in a Hooverville, we're gonna have to search for him. Which probably means not today. Doesn't all this seem a little convenient? The one guy who we think might have been murdered is actually some homeless guy <laughs> who lives in a shanty town that no one can find. Um, I don't know, man. <laughs> Seems a little sketchy to me. Think, think back in your dream. Did you feel like a poor person? <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> huh. I think more what you mean is it's just inconvenient for you. <laughs> like, <laughs> I know we gotta go. <laughs> gotta go find this guy. Can't just call his house with a phone. No, but it really. It, I mean, the character. My character is thinking. This all seems a little too convenient. That like. Oh. I mean, who would you pick to murder? Right. Oh, some actor that everyone's man. heard of, or breakout act? Damn, some homeless guy. They picked up a bum, took him to Mexico, and stabbed his ass. Correct. Ha! Huh, fuck. We're never gonna find this guy. <laughs> <laughs> so why even try? Fuck yeah. <laughs> Pro- we probably aren't gonna find the guy, but we still have to look. Yeah. I'm just starting to get a really bad feeling about the fate of Mr. Gardner. Yeah. Damn. Uh, someone can... Well, actually, it's got to be George, I guess. George, roll me a, a fast talk, because that was a short phone call, uh, to see if you get any like extra little tidbits of information from beyond the stuff you can get for free that I already gave you. Mm-hmm. Okay, this one is bad but let's try it failure it's a 16 uh, over 5 no which is... 16 is not over 5 is not that far away if you want to spend some luck to get there but what I'll also tell you is if you spend luck you don't get to mark the dot as like having succeeded yeah does that make sense but you would still succeed and get the benefits of that but I'm just letting you know you're actually not that far away in terms of luck spend. Was that 11? Yeah. Yeah, fuck it. I'll spend the luck. Changing my sheet right now. To okay. 39. From 50. To make a success. With this extra little tidbit. Uh, Jacob Brown lets you know. That... He- as part of this, I accidentally found out that he lives in a Hooverville. He says, and I'm actually pretty sure he's using a stage name. I think one of his brothers was on set one day. That's how I found out about this. And uh, I'm pretty sure he called him uh, Roberto. And uh, I think I talked to this kid and the kid said he was his brother. He said his last name was Rosario. So uh, I think his real name is Roberto Rosario. If that helps. And then he hung up. Okay. Just that that's what happened. All right. 
So I'll relay that information to Errol. So now you have uh, a, a different name that might make it easier to track them down. It doesn't True. mean it's going to be easy to track them down, but easier than going around at Hooverville screaming Robert Gardner. <laughs> Where are you? <laughs> uh, I agree. That was the plan. And our tuxes right before we went to... Uh... Yeah, also you might want to think about your dress uh, attire before you roll into such a place. I um, So it was Roberto Rosario? Yes. What would you like to do now? And you're under no obligation to... Like, you can pursue this, or you can go do something else, or you can... You know, it's whatever you guys want to spend your time doing. Think we should just go get ready for the party. I mean, I'm okay with that, but I was trying to look over these notes. And there's this one that says, Call R. Can't film in Mexico till issue is resolved. Oh. I don't know who R is, except. From his diary. Yeah, maybe it's Roberto Ruiz. Or, uh, what was it? Roberto Rosario? Mm hmm. Or, I guess, Robert Gardner. They both start with an R, so. I mean, yeah, that one could have been. That one could be a lot of them. It could have been. Rex Lowe. Rex. It could have been Javier Ruiz, who was actually in Mexico. Well, I mean, if they were referring to his last name. Yeah, I suppose. And he's in Mexico. He is. You're right. But with uh, 1932 assumptions swimming in his head, maybe. Roberto Rosario is Mexican, and they have some issues with going back and forth, or if he lives in a shanty town, maybe he doesn't have a hold of all of his like travel documents to leave the country. Yeah, it's a good point, actually. I hadn't even thought of that. <sighs> actually, if you go to the very next diary entry, it says, Call Javier Ruiz. Oh. He wrote the guy's name out. Yes. And at the end, there's a send R a thank you. (laughs) It doesn't say Javier or. Thank you for sacrificing your life. Yeah. It's pretty sweet. Thank you card there. All right. Let's see here. So that was in. Filming all day. Okay. I I don't think we've run across anyone else I would call R. Besides Rex Lowe and Robert Gardner. Right. And we don't have Rex's number either. Didn't we? I thought we got Rex's information from the costume lady. Um, Unless I forgot to write it down. But I wrote down that we had... Sal and Jacob's information from Dorothy. And I don't think was, they, you maybe she just told after, us about Rex Lowe. Yeah, yeah. The actor's information was not given out, but other people who were part of the production setting, the yeah, production end of things, she was able to give you their details. Yeah, I've got a list of names she gave us, and I don't, I, I didn't put she, down an address so. Right, she definitely talked about all of these people, but but yeah, noon comes uh, as you guys are kind of pondering what to do or going over what evidence you have, and you know you got to get back over to the house to get the key. And oh shit, yeah, okay. Let's so, go. Let's go there first, and then we'll go change after that. So okay. Mike takes you over. They walk you through the house. It looks spotless now. There's a lot of miss. Well, it's not missing, but like a lot of the furniture has been gotten rid of because it was destroyed. Mm-hmm. Um, but some things have been put back together. Some things have been salvaged. All the mirrors are, of course, gone, but also are all the shards of mirror that were on the floor. Like it just now looks pretty much like a vacant house that you could put on the market uh, and sell. Looks fantastic. Yeah. You guys didn't happen to come across a film, did you? Like a roll, film roll. They, I mean, I think he, I said he had like a set of films. He has a room with films, like his old films, but 
So they tell you about those, but if you ask specifically about smoke and mirrors, they're like, no, we didn't see anything labeled that. Or just like a loose thing of film, no. Right. Okay. And then you didn't find anything uh, weird or like that you didn't know where to like put it back if it was like under a piece of furniture or something? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> no messages on the pull down screen? No. Cool. <laughs> They're like looking at each other <laughs> super weirded out. By it. As they just, should be. Yeah, yeah. Just normal over here. This is just Sounds great. If you want to send the send the bill over to us at Duncan's law firm and then we'll get you a check cut. Okay, yeah. We'll just Yeah, however, you're not however trying to works. steal from them, so you no, no, no. just Yeah, it all works out. <laughs> And, and then I give them the key to my house. <laughs> yeah, you give them, you. Well, I think you already did that, and they said they're gonna yeah. head over now. And yeah, we'll probably be by in a bit because we need. I need to get my clothes, or I need to get an outfit for a, an event tonight. But yeah, actually, we'll, can we all go over together, and you can just walk us through what you want done? Like I know you kind of told me, but if you're gonna head over to your house anyway, arrows. Or, there. Maybe. Uh, no, we, that's fine. We can get lunch, and then we'll meet you at like. Two o'clock or something yeah. over there? Yeah, sounds great, yeah. Okay, they go off to do that, and... I mean, is there anything else you want to do before you guys start getting ready for this party, or... Can I call um, Rex Lowe and see if he's... I'm not Rex Lowe, listen to me. Sal Pressler, and see if he's got any information on Rex Lowe or Robert Gardner? Uh, Sure. <laughs> Right. Yeah, let's ask him about Rex. I know he we retconned that he didn't have anything about Robert, but maybe he knows oh, that's right. Rex's info. Uh, so yeah, you call him. He's like, "Hello, this is Sal Pressler. Who's calling?" Hi, Sal. <laughs> this is uh, Errol Wagner. We we visited oh, yes. you the other day. Yes, 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 yes. I remember. How are you? I'm great, sir. How are you? I I'm all right. Getting old sucks, but you know, whatever. Anyway. What can I do for you? I was wondering if you had any contact information for Rexlow or Robert Gardner. Oh, as I told you yesterday, I don't have anything for Robert uh, Gardner, mm-hmm. but I do have Rex's information uh, somewhere. He's in. I have to put him in quite a bit of my... Well, I don't have to, but he's a good kind of filler in a lot of my pictures. So, yeah. Uh, crash, bang! You hear him, like, moving through his apartment, like, right. things falling and whatever. He's like... Yep, got his number right here, and he, he gives it to you. Okay, I'll take it down. And then I'm going to ask him, how how did you guys keep in contact with Robert Gardner while you guys were doing the movie? Well, after we told him he had the part, we told him to meet back at the studio, or not the studio, but we gave him the address of the filming location, and he was at the first one there every morning, ready to go, and he asked where we were meeting the next day, and he was just always there. He gave us a phone number, but I tried to call it once, and the the, the operator said there was no such no mm. such number. Gotcha. Okay. Well, thank you for your help, Sal. Yes, of course. Call any time. I will. To click. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got Rex's number, right? Yeah, we do. Let's. Uh, you want to go get gussied up for the ball? Yes. All right. Uh, okay. Head on over to Mike. Take us home. Take us to my place. Yep. He takes you to your place. Do you need to be dropped off, Errol, on the way at your house? Um, can we just swing by and I'll grab my tux? It's in a sure. Yeah, he does garment that. bag. Okay. You guys get over there just as the Mike's real good. He just always arrives exactly when someone else is arriving at the location. You're Hell yeah, to be Mike. At. Mike and, knows uh, what's up. Mm-hmm. So you guys always just pull right up, just fashionably, like, one beat. They think, oh, shit, are they not here? And then, boop, there's Mike. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, so while maybe while Errol's getting dressed in a guest bedroom, uh, you're showing them around what you want cleaned up. And yeah, I show them Alice's quarters and yeah. the cloche. And Jesus Christ. I know. Every goddamn time, you liar. <laughs> <laughs> something awful. <laughs> no, uh, 
Yeah. So awful. Yeah, I mean, if it was just dust bunnies, I feel like we would handle that ourselves. True. Yeah, no, I'm I'm just being dramatic. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we can clean this up. Okay. Thank Again, you. you can negotiate a price that's fair. Uh-huh. Especially if you're going to try to pawn this off on uh, the guy account. <laughs> you don't really give a shit. <laughs> they they get to work. They're like, we'll be done in a couple hours. Like, we can okay. do this today. We'll Take done. special care of the cloches. Make sure. Sure, Those... sure, sure. Oh, yeah. All of them are just... Have you, have you checked the other cloches? A look of horror goes on my face, <laughs> and I go check the other cloches. Oh, your gardener. Your butler. <laughs> <laughs> no, not the rest of them. No, I'm just the other clothes are empty. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been hilarious. Dude. Yeah. I, I gotta call the cops back right out. Now. I missed all these heads <laughs> in here. Yeah, hold on. Don't touch anything else. <laughs> I forgot I had a whole staff. Not just Alice. <laughs> I did. Yeah. I don't even know how things happen around here. No. Uh, so, yeah, they get to work. You get dressed and... Unless someone wants to do something, we're just going to hand wave that it's time to go to the party. Let's go to the ball. That's fine, yeah. They give you your key back. They're done. Your house is back to, I mean, as normal as it's going to be. I want to take the invitation with me. I don't know if that was assumed or not, but okay, make sure I have it. Uh, and then Mike drives you up, and you guys roll into Beverly Hills, and... You can tell you're getting close. Like, there's all sorts of fancy cars, and uh, you can see, like, lights up ahead on this, almost like spotlights, kind of, like, on this house. And you pull up, and this this gigantic mansion is is jumping. There's people all over, and there are a lot of celebrities. You can recognize people from movies and actors and actresses from the time. This is, like, who's who of Hollywood is is at this party tonight. Very cool. Uh, Mike's like, I'm just gonna, I'll chat up the other drivers and stuff, where we're all parked around the corner and see if anyone knows anything. Yeah. Thanks, Mike. Hell I'll yeah. Do my part. Appreciate it. Get you some autographs or something too. <laughs> oh, would you? That's amazing. Yeah, we'll try. Cool. All right. <laughs> my wife's name's Mary. Uh, if okay. you see John Barrymore, she will get him to sign it to, to Mary. Okay, okay. All right, we'll do Okay, all right. And he drops you off and pulls out or, you know, continues on. And, like, you're dressed up and you have an invitation, but, like, no one's really, like, checking for invitations or anything. Everyone's just... There does seem to be some muscle that are looking around, but you look like you fit in, so... And you have money, so I'm just Ooh. gonna... Cool. So nice. it's like a Gatsby party. It's not like you if you just if you know about it, you can kind of show up. That seems like it. Yeah. Probably as long as you don't act a fool, you'll be fine. Yeah. You know what they say, act a fool, get sacrificed to your uh Aztec god. Mhm. That that goes. is a saying. Uh-huh. If I right. had a nickel for every time I've heard that one. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have a high credit rating. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who is we're in the party? Let's get. Ooh, are they serving like drinks openly? Yes, they are. Once you oh, get inside, shit. there's some alcohol flowing. You can go get a drink. Whoa, whoa, whoa! There's a young redhead uh, over by the bar, and she's chatting up. Not chatting up the bartender, but she's talking to the bartender pretty animatedly. I'm actually in my first picture. Just it just released the other day. <laughs> this is Catherine fucking Hepburn. It sure is. <laughs> <laughs> I'd recognize that voice anywhere. It's called Bill of Divorcement. Very cool. All right, looking look, around. Keep a lookout for the name Catherine Hepburn. I'm going places. And she takes her drink and saunters off. And she kind of she doesn't bump into you, but she's like, "Oh, excuse me, Ooh. no problem." <laughs> All right. Let you me... hear her on the other side of the room. If you were any kind of tree, what kind of tree would you be? I want to go to the bar and get a drink. I follow. I do the same thing. Okay. 
Nothing complicated, just like a martini or a... Rob Roy, something of the day. Mm -hmm. Yep, they fix you your drink, and uh, yeah, you're you're able to continue to hobnob and mingle. All right, I need to try to scope out John Barrymore. Sure, Uh, you can either roll luck or spy hidden, I'll let you choose. Whatever's better for you. I guess I'll look as well. Uh, damn, my luck would have been higher, but I used some of it. Let's go spot hit, and I'm going to roll it right now. Oof. I failed. Uh, I spot John Barrymore. Oh, thank God. You do. 56 under 75. You see John Barrymore. Uh, he's talking to somebody that you don't recognize. They're smoking a cigar. Uh, I'll walk up to him and... Uh... Light a cigarette and uh, say, aren't you John Barrymore? I am. Hello. Who are you? Hello. My name is Errol Wagner. Oh, uh, pleasure big, to meet you. Pleasure are you to meet you. No, I'm a, a professional hunting guide for a lot of the people in the business. I see. I see. Hmm. Uh, but my driver would uh, really like an autograph for his wife from you. Oh, that's flattering. Uh, do you have something for me to sign? Sure, I'll pull out like a... Uh, whatever. Maybe I have a notebook in my pocket or something. He's like, turn around, Groucho. Let me use your back. <laughs> What's the name of the... Her name is Mary. To Mary. Love John Barrymore. He signs it and hands it back to you. There you go. Oh, she'll be most pleased with this. Thank you. Uh, if... That's all that you say. They just go back to their conversation. <laughs> yeah, I probably just kind of thank him and mosey on. Sweet. I take that piece of paper and give it to uh, George. So give it to. Um, ah, I take it, Mike. Okay, as you take it, you notice that the handwriting matches exactly the note that said, "Where's my moot?" No, oh. <laughs> Fuck you, John Barrymore. This is for Alice. <laughs> that would have gotten wild. <laughs> Start a brawl in there. All right, so do we see anything like... like uh, I'm trying to look for an indication, like a big happy birthday portrait or something that's going to give us an indication of who the fuck Howard Bartos is. I mean, I don't... <laughs> There's a happy birthday portrait, but I mean, there are pictures in this house that okay. might indicate who Howard uh, Bartos is. Gotcha. Okay. So I'm looking around. I'm trying to find the guy who appears in the most pictures to assume that it's him. Uh, okay. So you're kind of looking around. You're trying to find Howard. And you're just, just doing this by looking, right? You're not talking to anybody. Um, not Yeah, I'm just looking right now just to see if I can get... A, a read on who he is so that I can like spot him. I'll probably switch to talking people next, but Okay. Uh roll me another spot hidden. Oh, I got a success. Twenty eight under forty five. Okay. Now you don't spot Howard, but you do spot someone now that you recognize vaguely from Boardwalk Dreams and through enough context clues, you're pretty sure that you just spotted Rex Lowe. Oh, nice. Rex Lowe, you old son of a bitch. <laughs> how are you? How the fuck are you? <laughs> <laughs> you old I, so-and-so. All right, I'm going to make my way up to him. Okay, his token just appeared on your board. He's under Cell Pressler. Oh, wow. It's like an AI version of the the dad from Alias. I have not seen Alias, but I'll take your word for it. Uh, yeah. Oh God, Rex Lowe. Not it is definitely not. It is not Rob Lowe. It's no, not Rob it's Lowe. not Rob Lowe. I will tell you that. No, this guy is a little more dis- disheveled. Uh, he's older, and his token uh, looks like a cracked out version of Ted from Scrubs. <laughs> paintings that we create on this <laughs> This is for the listeners. He's like an AI version of the dad from Alias or a cracked up version. 
maybe it's the same I'm thing. From scrubs. With those two points, you should be able to tri- triangulate the <laughs> yeah, exact that's correct. image that we are all looking at. Right. You've got a, you've got a perfect equation to, to graph this image. Mm-hmm. No, I think uh, the listeners got it. Surely. Now, this can't be the one and only Mr. What is it? The wickedly talented Mr. Rex Lowe. He's like instantly <laughs> suspicious of you. <laughs> Damn it. He's like. He takes a crack really? pipe away from his mouth. <laughs> it's like, you, well, well, yes, I, I am Rex Lowe. You know who I am. I'm flattered. I saw Empire of Dreams. I, I don't know what that is. I was in a movie a long time ago called Boardwalk Dreams. But <laughs> fuck. That's what I meant. I'm sorry. I have multiple movies in my head. Hmm. Boardwalk Dreams, yes. I saw that not too long ago. It was very good. Oh, I'm glad you liked it. I didn't know they were still still playing it anywhere. But I yeah. but I'm flattered. Yeah, there's a theater there's a theater across town that plays it. Um, but yeah, we, we had a private nice to meet show. You. Yes. Oh uh, well. Uh, again, uh, thank you. I'm I'm flattered. I would like to um, ask you about your work on another Joseph, uh, another one of Joseph's films, the um, Through Smoke and Mirrors. Oh well, that was the last film you worked on before. I I don't know if you're aware. He he recently passed. Yes. Uh, I was part of that that film, and Joe Joe and I. Uh, I'd like to think of us as kind of kindred spirits. We really understood uh, what it took to make to make a good picture. And he just had vision like no one else. And I'm, I'm so sad. I don't. I don't know if that uh, if he passed the film along to anyone to finish it for him. But I, I don't know that he completed it before his death. So I don't know if we'll ever well ever get to see that. Mm. That's a shame. It is. He was. He was a great artist. And a dear friend. This guy looks you, like he would actually be friends with Joseph. Yeah. Based on his token. Based, based on his uh, overall There's your third appearance. point. Uh, <laughs> yeah. right. the triangulation. You now, listeners, should have a perfect mental image of this man. Can I? Do I get a sense that he's trying to bullshit me now? Or do I think that he really liked Joseph? Give me a psychology or uh, psychoanalysis, whichever one is higher for you. I think... I have a little bit of points in psychology. It's a failure. You can't tell one way or the other. I don't. I don't want to make it seem like you now think the wrong thing per se. You just you can't tell. Could I also roll? Absolutely. Yeah, there wasn't much chance. But, uh, <laughs> no, I had a yeah, ten. Both, yeah, both of you have ten as your skill, and you both rolled well over that. So yes, we did. Uh can I just? You don't know, but you don't. That doesn't mean you think he's lying right. or telling the truth. You just don't know. I want to ask him. Um, were you with him during the filming down in Mexico? Oh yes, I I played the the high priest, and along with a few, that was my probably my most prominent role in the film was the high priest. I also did a little minor. I'm in the background of a lot of shots as mm. villager and different sort of things. But. Mm. Yes, we were talking to a friend of ours, Sal Pressler, and uh, oh, sure, I know Sal. He was saying how well the the uh, the scene went when they did Joe's version versus um, Henry Cavada's version. Oh, right, right, at the temple. Yes, that yeah, it would seem to go well. Is hmm. he was mentioning something about how how crazy the lighting was or something? He looks a little confused when you say that. Uh, he's like, oh, well, I mean, he would have a better uh, vantage than I. I was obviously standing on my spots. Uh, I was looking out at the camera. So if oh, something sure. was happening with the light, I don't, I don't, I didn't notice anything. But mm. again, I just take his word for it. Hmm. Very well. I mean, did you, um, did you get the sense that it was uh, um, a better than average take, or? 
oh, I think we got the shots we were looking for. And yeah, dude, uh, Joe seemed happy with it. So we weren't there terribly long, which is impressive for Joe. My, Joe's kind of known for doing a lot of let's do another one, let's do another one kind of deals. Mm-hmm. But he mm-hmm. was he was satisfied pretty quick with his version. And then he, he even gave a... I know him and Cavedo were going back and forth about the ending there, and he, he gave his version a shot of it too. And uh, I don't maybe he just did that to placate him to say he did it once, but we only did the one take. Did that go well? I thought so, but again, it's it's always hard to read unless you're looking at the big picture, sure, from the right angles and all that. But nothing bad, ha- you know, it went fine. Nothing was obviously wrong with it from my end. And aside from filming, you were not, uh, you haven't been able to put any eyes on any sort of like, uh, like you haven't seen it. Oh, no. On the film reel at all. No, no, Joe guarded that. Just filmed it. Religiously. He was very secretive about. Of course. About keeping his films under wraps. Yeah, that's what we've heard. Hopefully you'll be able to see it soon. We would like to see it too. That would be cool. I'd really like to well, meet uh, Robert Gardner. Yeah, I heard he was he was quite a spectacle in it. And Sal mentioned that he hadn't heard from him since they filmed. Maybe he got a little Montezuma's revenge, huh? <laughs> oh, uh, maybe I don't. I mean, Robert was fine. I don't think he was anything exceptional. Right? <laughs> Anything, but he was—he was fine for his first film. Yeah, oh, very cool. <laughs> he seemed a little aloof to to me. He didn't really. He was kind of dodgy about where he where he got his start and how he got into acting and all that. But you know, everyone's oh, different. Interesting. Right. So you guys don't keep in touch? Uh, no. <laughs> all right, Have well, you? S- have you seen oh. Howard tonight yet? Oh, I think he's going to make his grand entrance sometime soon. Ah, uh, very cool. Probably out by the pool. He kind of gestures towards a, mm. like a glass door, and you can see there's a pool, and people are not in it, but out by it. Uh-huh. Yes, yeah, uh, magnificent, isn't it? The pool or the party? Oh, both. Sure, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll let well, you get on with your evening. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for chatting with us. Yeah, well, it's always nice to talk to a fan. Of course. And yeah, he, he goes off and you can see him instantly. He doesn't seem to be chatting up other actors. He looks like he's talking to like people in suits. That, I mean, everyone's in a suit, but uh, they look like they're the money, not the show. Right. Yeah. Old, old dudes with uh, golden uh, rings on their fingers and mm-hmm. fancy glasses and stuff. Yeah. Uh, and then you kind of hear like a smattering of applause uh, from outside. And someone comes in from outside and they're like, Howard's going to make a, a speech. Come on. Like they're gesturing for everyone to come out or as many people as can get out as possible. Oh, a speech. Hmm. I'll head out. Howard. Let's go. So you go out there and there's like a balcony uh, that kind of overlooks the pool. And. Howard is there, and you can see a blonde actress who's going to show up on your uh, token layer here, board. Uh, she, This blonde woman is standing kind of next to him off to the side. Okay. And, oh, I should, guess I could also put Howard's token up. That would be nice. Howard's south of Jacob Brown. Okay. Yeah, um, that's what I pictured Howard to look like. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> So he's he's a bigger dude. He's kind of he's got dark, slicked back hair. He's got a a mustache, and this woman who I'm just well, there's no need to beat around the bush. It's Grace Buckley. She's got you know blonde hair, thirties hairstyle, kind of old Hollywood glamour kind of deal. And Howard says. Is everyone everyone out here that is going to be out here? Come, gather around. All right. He's like, thank you all for coming to my birthday party. This is my 50th year on this big, beautiful ball. And everyone, you know, applauds. And he's like, 
and we are just getting started. My accomplishments in the first 50 years of my life will be nothing compared to the accomplishments yet to come in this next couple of years. Everyone cheers. He's like, this country may be struggling, but here in Hollywood, our movies are thriving. Here at Paramount, our movies are thriving. And everyone claps. He's like, we have recently released this great film with the beautiful Catherine Hepburn and John Barrymore, a bill of divorcement. Everyone applauds. He kind of gestures over towards them. They, they like, kind of wave. We unfortunately have have lost our, our dear friend Joseph Guy, but in very happy news, as per our pre-agreed arrangement, Paramount will be releasing his final film through Smoke and Mirrors later this year. We have, yes, and everyone's like, oh, you know, clapping. And he's like, we have the film and we are going to release it soon in a month or two. It's it's beautiful, very beautiful. And next year, the big news. Kind of pauses unless, you know, there's a little more. Oh, big news. We will begin filming a great movie epic, Cleopatra. And... This band, like, strikes up, like, this kind of, like, not Arabian Nights, but kind of, you know, Egyptian music, kind of Middle Eastern sounding, and all these these kind of actors seem to come out, like, dressed like old-timey Egyptian peasants, basically, in loincloths, and they're carrying on, on their shoulders, they're carrying this bed, and Claudette Colbert is on this bed, dressed as Cleopatra, waving to the crowd, and the crowd's, like, going crazy. And uh, Mike these, would love this. Yeah. <laughs> all these people are coming out, and uh, there's all this Egyptian, like, all this Egypt, like, decoration kind of, like, gets brought out and put up, or, like, spun, like, boards or panels that were kind of hidden get turned around, and now it's, like, the whole party become, goes from birthday-themed to Egypt-themed. And everyone's clapping. He's like, it is going to make us millions. He's, you know, which for the time would be absolutely insane. Uh-huh. But he's, he's just so excited about this film. Roll a spot hidden for me, both of you. Uh, six under 75, extreme success. And got a hard success at 12 under 45. Okay. Both of you. Notice, and if you don't have spot hidden already marked off on your sheet, mark it. Both of you notice that among all these different people, actors who are like dressed in different Egyptian style stuff, there is a set of actors that are all wearing kind of like Egyptian god heads, kind of, you know, the animal, different animal heads on their, uh, over their... Over their regular heads, uh, but like, <laughs> <laughs> I'll edit that. That'll sound right. That's but funny. They're they're walking around, and then they all have like people next to them dressed as kind of like priests of these various Egyptian gods, and the one that has the crocodile head, he has two people next to him, and they are both wearing bird-like masks. And oh snap! George, you recognize immediately. Your heart almost stops as you recognize these masks as the masks people were wearing when they followed you that night. And yeah, I like grab Errol's arm and I'm like, the crocodile, the crocodile, those are the masks. The guys were wearing those masks. Uh, all right. Those are freaky. And then back to Howard, he's like, everyone enjoy the party. Party like it's your 50th birthday, and uh, you hear, like, he then grabs a bottle of champagne and pops the cork, like, out into the, like, off the balcony, <laughs> you know, out into the air, and he, like, takes a big swig, and everyone cheers, and he, like, walks back into the the room, like, that's connected to the balcony. And the party just continues, but now it's Egypt-themed. Wow. Uh, this guy likes to make an entrance, huh? This guy is the fucking problem. He certainly seems to be, or he's connected to it somehow. Paramount has the movie, and they're going to release it. He says they have the movie. 
Yeah. I want to see, is there any, like, sampling of his handwriting anywhere that I could look and see if it matches the where's my movie note? Uh, you, roll a luck, but it's going to have to be hard or extreme for you to find just a handwriting sample that he's got framed in his house or something somewhere. You know what I mean? Gro- like, grocery list on his refrigerator. All right, rolling a luck, and um, I got a hard success, 1,339. But I'm, I'm so sorry that this is the case, because you find some handwriting sample, and it doesn't look anything like okay. the note. Damn. I guess that closes that for your mind, so you don't have to worry about that part. But uh... Hmm. I'm going to try to find uh, Rex Lowe again, like casually run into him again. Okay. That's not hard to do. Be like, hey, it sounds like we are going to get to see it. Yes, that that was very exciting. I'm, I'm thrilled. That's the first and year you I'm heard just... about it? Oh, yeah. Yes. Hmm, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> but I yeah, know. okay. I, I wanted to gauge that reaction. I just clarify, he is actually seems super excited. It's just hard for me to do <laughs> a- his voice <laughs> and be excited. <laughs> he's just a weird old dude, but he's excited. Yeah. Well, fantastic and congratulations. Yes, yes. I'm. Uh, he kind of gets tearing up. He's like, I'm just, I'm just happy for Joe that we were able to. Ah, uh, yes, to Joe, I take a drink of my drink. Yes, to Joe. And I leave him. <laughs> okay. Ah, oh, fuck. Paramount. We're going to have to end up talking to Adolf Zucker, president. Mm-hmm. And maybe Dorothy again. Yeah. For Let's sure, Dorothy. she Darth knew anything again. about that. Because maybe she can help us, or we could figure out maybe she knew something about it, or... Is doing something shady. Maybe. I'll bring the fucking feathers and we'll figure her out. <laughs> Nothing good ever came from talking to somebody in the 30s named Adolf. So no. maybe that we'll, is the truth. Maybe that we'll go to, uh, yeah, maybe we'll go to Dorothy first. <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll go all the way to Javier first. Right. <sighs> well, you're still at this party. Like, what do you. Yeah. So, are these people in the masks still walking around like that? Yeah, a lot of them are now serving hors d'oeuvres and stuff. Oh. Do I see any with those particular masks that startled George? Yeah, you can find one. Yeah. Um, Are they the same people that were on the stage, or are they... Yeah, the ones that are, like, done. The the ones with the god heads have, like, taken those off. Mm Mm-hmm. Because you... Really can't like they're <laughs> you can't walk around with obnoxious. a crocodile yeah. head on. Yeah, they're obnoxious. <laughs> that's fair. In fact, that's really what the person. In fact, yeah, you guys rolled really good on those spot hiddens. That's what those people that are priests, you know, of these gods are really just guiding them to yeah. their mark. Like you yeah. can't really fucking see. Gotcha. <laughs> I want to go up to the uh, one of the guys with the bird masks on. Okay, he's and, passing around. Yeah, I'll take an hors d'oeuvre or whatever, and I'll say, that mask is amazing. Do you know who made that? Oh, I have No, sorry, I don't know. They just they just told me I had to wear this for the... <laughs> to help like the crocodile to his... Uh, fucking, right. like, 16-year-old who works for the catering company. Yeah, 100%. Like they just you're talking, gave yeah. me a fucking mask, bro. You're just talking know. to the cast of Party Down right now. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's good. We'll get somewhere with that. <sighs> Do you want a crab cake or... Yeah, yeah cra- crab one. cake would be great. Thanks. <laughs> okay, yep. <laughs> he just continues to... Wander the party. And I'm going to go find Rex Lowe again. (laughs) (laughs) I I am going to just hang back this time from wherever he's talking to Rex Lowe. I'm like, hey, have you seen Henry? Is Henry here tonight? Henry who? Henry Cavetto. Fonda? The writer. Uh, No, Henry Fonda's probably not here. He's like, Cavetto? No, he's, uh, I don't know. I haven't seen him. Okay. 
And I'm doing. I'm trying to do this casually, like as I was walking by, like, "Hey, have you seen Henry Cavado here yet?" And then uh, when he says no, I'm just like, "Oh man!" And then keep walking. <laughs> Don't go too far. We might need to accidentally run into you again. <laughs> I might need to yeah. find you again. <laughs> All right, I make my way back to Errol. Do All we right, see no Sal here tonight? No. No. Dorothy's sewing back at the studio. We know that. Right. She doesn't have a life, I'm sure. Um, oh, is Adolf Zucker here? You haven't seen him yet. Okay. But you've been pretty focused on Rex, so it's possible. That's true. Seems like it's been all about Rex Low tonight. I feel like talking to him at this party though isn't gonna help. I feel like when we talk to him, we're gonna have to be on, on the phone with like Duncan and be like, "This is the law office of Duncan." I'm like, <laughs> I'm investigating this estate and that property is uh, Joseph Key. Uh, anyway, I don't know, man. I think uh, I think either Bartos and him like had a falling out, and he, you know. Came in and took it by force, or maybe they had, uh, maybe Joseph had an arrangement with uh, Paramount Studios or something. Because there was something on one of the. Let me look. One of the letters. Yeah, I hear from Howard that your latest film is coming out spectacularly and most importantly under budget. When you have finished, bring it by the studio for a screening and we can discuss you coming in from the wilderness. So if Howard's saying he's seen oh. it, maybe they did that screening. I don't know. Mm. Interesting. You guys hear a loud thump on the floor above you. And it like shakes a chandelier and people like look up and notice and they're like, that's fucking weird. But then just kind of like return to partying. Oh, I look at Arrow. I'm like, let's go look at that. Yeah, let's go upstairs. Yeah. I walk with all the confidence in the world upstairs. Okay. Uh, As you're going upstairs, you can hear like raised voices, particularly Howard's is carrying through. He's like, you do not threaten me in my own home. I, I don't have to give you shit. Get out of my house. You, As you're like coming up the stairs, you can hear footsteps leading somewhere else into the house. And you're not 100% sure where this is all coming from. It's just kind of echoing out through. Hmm. Uh, as, you're, as you're getting away from the noise of everyone else and into the upper floor of this, of this house. Hmm. Okay. That I keep going. Strange. Towards where I may have heard the thump. Okay, so as you're heading that way, you eventually turn a corner to kind of double. You had to walk away from that room, obviously right under the sound, to get to stairs. And now you're kind of looping back towards where that room would be underneath you now. Mm-hmm. And as you're making your way there, uh, you see Howard Bartos uh, standing in the hallway. And uh, he seems like he's about to... He's like heading away from you back towards a room that presumably could have been where this sound was coming from. And he like grabs the doorknob and he turns and looks at you and he's like half opens the door. He's like starting to open. And he's like, who are you? What do you want? Party's oh. downstairs. Yes. Sorry, sir. Happy birthday. Thanks. The party's downstairs. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. We, we, we just... We 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 just came up to see what the the loud noise that uh, shook the chandelier was. Want to make sure everyone's all right. It's it was just me throwing a bum out of my party. Huh. Cheers to that. And then I head back. Okay. You start walking back towards the stairs. Yeah. Okay. Two three seconds later. What the fuck? You hear him scream and. Uh, from behind you, mm-hmm. and do you look back? Yeah, yeah. You see him like backing out of whatever this room was, and like with lightning speed, you see a crocodile come out of the room and just fucking clamp its jaws on 
this dude's fucking head and skull and crush it. Ah! Uh, give me a sanity check. I bet. I got a success at 36 under 49. I also got a success 44 under 65. Okay, you're both fine, although this is obviously very disturbing. Yeah. But then Jesus you notice Christ! Crocky. Something's weird about this crocodile. Uh-huh. Because it looks at you as it's, like, devouring this thing with fucking milky dead eyes. And you notice this creature is something otherworldly and unnatural. And it turns and kind of stares at you. And we'll end it there this week. Oh. Oh. Nice. Holy shit. Thanks for listening. We'd appreciate it if you could take a minute to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can find us on Twitter at Who's Dice or at Who's Dice Are These Anyway at gmail.com. Thanks again. We'll see you next week.